welcome to Jazz Avec Moi, the podcast where we will talk about everything from life, career, and entrepreneurship from a TCK perspective. My name is Michaela Mutoni, and I will be your host. Today, I'm speaking with Landry Kigaviro, also known as Kiga or DJ Kiga. And I can't wait for you to hear about his experience in music and art and his transition from being a DJ to producing music. Okay, so thank you so much, Landry, for being here uh, with me today. I'm excited to have this chat with you. Yeah, thank you for having me, and I appreciate it. Yeah. I was thinking that the first thing we could do maybe is introduce yourself, like who you are and what you do in life and how you came to be in Toronto. Uh, my name is Landry Kigaburo, also known as Kiga. I'm a DJ, producer, yeah, just an artist overall. And I was born in Burundi. I grew up in Ethiopia and now I live in Toronto. I came here first to study and yeah. And I ended up being, a, I guess, a DJ, a producer. Okay, so did you always know that you wanted to be a, a DJ and a producer? Or did you always want to do music? I always wanted to do music. I always knew I wanted to be a DJ. Because like, I remember at first, like, when we were, I was 50, like, the English teacher asked us, what do you want to do in life? Who do you want to become and us I randomly said DJ but it wasn't mm -hmm. true I just wanted to be a rebel you know <laughs> I was you know what I hate school I don't like school like I feel like school is stupid and I just want to be a DJ and I wish like school can teach me how to do that mm -hmm. teaching me other stuff mm -hmm. but like that was just a rebellious thing but at the end of the day I knew I wanted to do to work in music but I didn't know what what to what you wanted to do so then how did you start DJing from that 15 year old who was like I just want to be a DJ out of rebellion <laughs> to actually doing it like what was that process like? when did you start I think it's like so first of all I was probably the one that we used to know how to download music so all oh. my friends and all people at school would ask to burn them some CDs so they can listen or in the car and stuff like that. So I was like kind of the plug. I'm the one to go to for like music, you know? So mm -hmm. slowly everybody was encouraging me to say, yo, you should actually be a DJ and stuff like that. And then slowly it started becoming a reality because like I started like learning about how to use controllers and different equipments. Yeah. And slowly started actually DJing and just getting gigs and stuff like that. So... And then it just went on and it became like, yeah, I guess a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So having been to a few of your parties, yeah. I know that the way you, type of songs that you choose are slightly different. It's not like your regular top 40 that we hear like in any other club, right? I think yeah. you make it a point to be a bit different and, and bring in new sounds and make people discover other artists. Can you talk about why some of that? Yeah, because like at the end of the day, I'm not crazy about like the technical skill of being a DJ. Like I'm not crazy about scratch and stuff like that, but I don't know. I really love music. And mm -hmm. I feel like the reason why I DJ is because I want to, I think it's a great way to show my artistry. 
because I look at it more as an art form than like an actual job. I see it as a, as a way to express myself and show my feelings, my emotion, and whatever I'm feeling at that moment and share with other people. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always make it sound different because I want it to be me, you know, like a representation, yeah. a reflection of me. Okay, that's so interesting. And then it would make sense that it would be different because yeah. as humans, we don't always feel the same way, right? We yeah. we go through different phases of life and then it would make sense that the music would reflect that. Yeah. Do you think that being being like a third child culture, like a TCK, uh, yeah. influences the way that, that you approach your music? Do you, your influences from like Ethiopia or Burundi or other African countries? Yeah, definitely. It influenced my sound like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Because I think that's what like, at the end of the day, like the music I play is the influence of every country I've been in or every people I've met around mm-hmm. the world. Made me discover different sounds and different feels and different vibes. So it's just me. It's like, I don't know. I mix it all up and put yeah. it in the music. You know, like it's a fusion of everything I've been influenced by whether it's my friends or travels or just digging for other music because i discover a particular track i'll go and find another one that looks Mm -hmm. a bit similar you know and that's how the library grows and the sound grows too yeah yeah yeah. because that's one of the things that i I really appreciate about your mixes when i listen to them i always feel there are so many artists that I don't know and I'm like oh this is really good <laughs> but I didn't know this person you know yeah. so let me go look into them yeah. so I really appreciate that as thank a you. listener you yeah. know thank you very much um you're welcome do you have a favorite genre that you like or like maybe like an artist of the moment a genre that I like I would say like anything electronic house music I feel like those two music it's a hybrid of a lot of different influences because I feel like mm. that's the sounds that represent me the most. Like I feel electronic and houses. You can mix funk, blues, soul, put African drums into it and just mix it. Yeah, it feels it's a good representation of me. So like favorite genre to play, it will be that. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So Our artist at the moment, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of different, but... I would say maybe, I don't know, that's a tough question, but artists that I really like at the moment. I don't know, if I had to say DJs that I look up to at the moment or producers, it would be like Shimza, Black Coffee. Mm-hmm. So those ones would be the ones that I look up to. But And there's there's another one called Buruntuma that's from Guinea-Bissau mm-hmm. that I really, really, really like. And yeah, that's basically... But musicians that I look... It's so many that, like, I don't know who to pick. Okay, that's good. That's fair. I was just curious to know (laughs) what what your answers would be. And some of the names you said, I'm like, I don't know who those are. So I have to go do my research. You don't know Black Coffee? (laughs) No, I know Black Coffee, but I don't know Buruntuma. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. You said Guinea-Bissau, right? Yeah, yeah, he's from Guinea-Bissau. But he lives in, he's based in Portugal. Oh, okay, that yeah. would make sense with all the Portuguese influence. Yeah, but he's the one like that really made me want to like shift sound in terms of having DJs because he's like more of a storyteller. Uh huh. So I can relate to it more. 
Because uh-huh. like, I feel every time I'm DJing, I want to tell the story, you know. So mm-hmm. like him, he made me approach it differently. So definitely yeah. he's a big influence. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And that's what I love about exploring and like finding out new things because you always learn of new ways that people are doing things that you didn't necessarily know about. Yeah. And then you can sort of adapt from there and, and sort of make it your own, build it your own, add it to your own skill set. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I think you talked about some of the things that you like, yeah. like you want to show artistry. It's a way to show your emotions, to, to make people react and make them feel something. What are some of the challenges that you encounter? Just people not understanding that it's artistry. Like a lot of time when you go in places, people are just there to have fun. They're not there to actually understand your art. So like they just want to hear mm. the music that used to or like they play at the house, you know. But I'm like, if you want to do that, then just take your iPod, play the music and stay at home, drink and enjoy yourself you know that's the kind of challenge i feel okay. like i feel like people don't really appreciate the art and just they do some of them do but like a lot don't like appreciate it they just want to hear music that they're familiar with yeah makes sense i laughed because when you were saying that i remember this meme that i saw a couple of days ago yeah. about song requests yeah. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> yeah, with the bird box thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. song request. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bird box meme, song yeah. request that the DJ doesn't see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it kind of then, it hit a, I don't know how to say it. So I marqué un point, you know, because I was like, oh, I've been that person who wants to do a song <laughs> request, you know. But I guess it's like you as your DJ, you also have, an idea of what you would like to share, right? And an yeah. idea of the way that you would want to do things. Yeah, because, like, know? you go there, prepare, like, your playlist, uh, your set list, whatever. Yeah. And then one day. But sometimes, like, I'm not even going to lie, like, people that come and ask for requests can save your life. Because yeah. sometimes you just don't know what you're going to play next. And like, <laughs> somebody comes up with, like, a great song that could come together. And yeah. Like, oh, thank you. So, like, yeah. it's always good to hear it but like sometimes like some people are harassing so this one is different if i tell you like if i say okay and i didn't play it for like three four songs that means i'm not playing it so just leave it (laughs) but if i just play it then you know uh, you had a good one okay that's fair you don't want people coming back (laughs) twice three times per time yeah yeah but a lot of them they do that because like with alcohol like people are just so demanding yeah 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 Uh, Okay, so apart from people being demanding, do you find it straight, I guess, easy to, like, find venues or to find... Because I feel like a big part of DJing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is sort of having a crowd of people that, that know you, you know, like, and that will come to your parties and the whole promotion side. How do you deal with that? How do you manage that? To be honest, like, at first, like, the goal was to, like, play a lot of gigs and stuff like that. So, like, mm-hmm. I was, like, pushing and, like, doing whatever venues and stuff like that. But, like, I understood that, like, I was more than a DJ when I recognized that I was, like, an actual artist. 
That's mm. when I was like, I need to lay low and build like my fan base. So that's why I started like making original music. Because mm-hmm. like I feel like that's the only way like you can actually build and like create your atmosphere and like build like a core fan base around your actual song, you know? Yeah. So okay, and that's true, right? Because now you are sort of building your brand as DJ Kiga and like yeah. I, you do different music. I know that if I come to some of your parties, I'm not going yeah. to get the music that I would get in any other club. And so yeah. even yeah. if let's say you throw one party a month or every yeah. other month or something like that, yeah. it's different. And people who you attract will be yeah. your people, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm, so now cool. I recently came back to it. Like I haven't DJed a lot like this year because like I was more into like producing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But now I'm I have this monthly party that like I'll do every month. So that way is to build the hype for like when I release original music. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, now I like I found a good venue that like understands my vision and they support me and the sound system is nice. But in Toronto, it's very challenging. Because there's not a lot of venue, because there's only condos everywhere. There's no... Yeah. They keep shutting down all the good venues, so it's quite challenging. Yeah. Your monthly party is called Kuruza, right? That's yeah, the yeah. one? Yeah. Okay. It's called Kuruza. Okay, sounds good. So let's talk about that shift into producing. Uh, yeah. What made you want to start producing your own music? How is that going so far? Uh, yeah, just like I was saying, I felt like the only way like people can really understand like what I'm trying to do is like by making my own music. Mm. If I don't give them like my vision or like the sound that I want to build or like what I'm trying to create, then they will never understand. If I keep playing other people's music, they would never understand like where I'm trying to go and what I'm about and like where I want to take my artistry, you know? So, like, that's when I started, like, producing. And I lo- also love executive producing, too, because, like, mm-hmm. I'm not a patient person. Yeah. So, like, when I work with an artist, like, it's very hard to, like, actually produce for him because, like, him, too, he has his own vision of the song. Yeah. So it's, like, quite, like, it can take so much time while it shouldn't. So yeah. if you have good chemistry with the artist, like, it can work easy. But, like, a lot of time, like, it's hard to, like, just be patient and be, like, make it, like, a vision of both people, you know? Yeah, of course. So, Um, like, I would, like, more into, like, if I work with an artist, like, I would just, like, he'll send me maybe his song or, like, a demo, and then I'll add a little bit of stuff and what I think would be good and then build it from there, you know? Is that what executive producing is? I was going no, to ask ex- you the difference between what's the difference between executive producing and then producing. So executive producing is like more like okay, let's say like somebody is like making an album. Yeah. So like the executive producer will help out with the storyline, the track mm. list, mm-hmm. making sure like the sound is like cohesive. Mm-hmm. So that it can, like, actually sound like an album. Because, like, an album is just not, like, a collection of songs. It's actually, like, usually a storyline or, like... Yeah. So, like, that's what an executive producer does. Like, he would just... Maybe he'll add, like, a little bit of, like, on the beat, but not necessarily. Mm. It can be, like, a, another producer that made it. Mm-hmm. And then he can just maybe add a little stuff or, like, tell him to do the voice like this and that. And just... 
make he he's just helping like make the album like cohesive basically. yeah like basically like bringing the vision together yeah. for the album okay yeah yeah and then there was also a difference between beat maker and producer which is like yeah there's a lot of different things okay so tell me that's what i want to know so what's yeah. the difference between a beat maker and a producer <laughs> So a beat maker is like, it can be like somebody just makes the beat at home and send it to the artist and like the, the song is done, you know? Okay. So that's like, you just made the beat. Yeah. But like a producer, like you actually build it with the artist, like. Oh. So you will tell them like, make the voice like that. I think we should do that. Or like, you really like influence like the whole song. Mm. But a big maker, like, he just sends the beat and just be like, oh, okay, cool. The song is out. Okay, cool. He has no other uh, opinion on it. Yeah, yeah, no other input. So maybe then the producer could take the beat of another beat maker and then yeah. change it to match what the artist is trying to do, right? Definitely. Like, that's okay. what a lot of people do. Like, okay. if you listen to, like, Swiss Beats' last album, that's mostly what he did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. And so for you, when you say you want to be a producer, yeah. Well, you want to produce your own music, where you make like your own EP, yeah. and then you want to help other artists by being an executive producer. Yeah, or actually being a producer, like actually, like I could take like another beat maker and like help the the artist like get to where he wants to go, you know. Okay. But like, I don't want to be like doing like like the beat itself like at the beginning i don't see myself doing that and just i'll just like have a conversation with like the artist and see what he's trying to build and like i'll help them get to their vision so finding the right producer to work with finding the right band or like live instruments to put in yeah and stuff like that so like yeah there's a lot of things coming in when you do a song like sometimes like i don't like when i was a kid i didn't see that there was so much work like i thought it was so easy it's just like you're inspired you just do it and it's yeah like, uh, it's not at all like there's so much that you can do and add and it's like really teamwork you know yeah and it's very yeah. hard because like every artist is like has their own ego their own vision and on mm -hmm. whatever so it's like yeah working with people like that is very 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 challenging and but at the same time the more challenging it is the more rewarding it is yeah exactly right because yeah. once, once it's done and you see how it's all come together that's it. like this is why we're <laughs> suffering yeah, you know exactly, exactly. Um, so do you see yourself doing that like in Toronto, is there a demand for it um, in Canada or would you want to move elsewhere eventually? How do you see that going? Well, to be honest, like, I feel like all my life I've been fighting to find like a home because like, I mm -hmm. never felt at home in my yeah. life. Yeah. So I feel like in Toronto, I've finally found like a place I can call, I guess, home. Yeah. So I see myself like at least building the foundation here. Okay. So after that, like, I definitely would like to move somewhere in Africa, where yeah. they, wherever the opportunity, the opportunity come from. But yeah. I think the foundation and, like, my core community has to be built, like, in Toronto and around the area, like, in Canada or, like, the United States. Like, I think it should be, like, the foundation should be here and then grow from there and, like, 
on the in in Africa. That would be yeah. the ideal. That's awesome. Yeah, and I can totally relate to the where is home. Yeah. <laughs> the whole challenge of where where do I see yourself setting a foundation and sort of living there for a few years, you know, yeah. like uh, it's a whole other story. And then so from BJ, start as a BJ, then start producing and to create your own well, to more like to share your vision and share who you are and what yeah. you want to, to achieve and, and share with the world. Like, what advice would you give to someone who's trying to be a producer? Or, someone that... Or a DJ, somebody... I, mm. Mm, I think it's like... The only advice I would say is just, like, find yourself, like, know who you are. Like, really, like, learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that's the only way, like you can like differentiate yourself from everybody else, you know. Cause like mm-hmm. it's easy to play the songs that like everybody likes, and like if you practice, like you can be great at like the techniques too. So if you like play the songs that everybody like, and you don't like challenge people or like make something different, mm-hmm. another kid will come and do the same thing, you know. Everybody knows the the hot songs, so, like. All you have to do is practice the technical skills and, like, another person will replace you, you know. So I think it's very important to, like, who you are, what makes you different, and keep challenging yourself, like, getting out of your comfort zone and just doing something that makes you unique and different so that you can have longevity, like, be here for a long time because you can't be replaced. There's no other you, you know? Yeah, and I think that's why most people, they end up usually quitting, like they, if they start as DJs and then they sort of get discouraged and they're like, this is not working, it's too hard. And they just give up and go do something else, like get another job or yeah, change career paths when maybe that they really wanted to do it, but they didn't find a way of, of finding their own voice, like you said. Yeah. No, I definitely understand because like it's very draining, very... Because like when you play like every like let's say like you play every weekend and like the crowd is like there to just enjoy the music Mm -hmm. and like you feel like you feel useless at a certain point like you feel like oh i'm just like playing the music that they like and i don't have any opinion about it so Mm -hmm. it's kind of so it's very draining so I, i can completely understand like people quitting and just giving up and just moving on to something yeah, it's definitely understandable. Okay, so know who you are and find your own voice, basically, because yeah. that's sort of what guides you. And actually, that's really good advice because it can be applied to any area of, of life, right? Like, not even just DJing, just life as humans and the yeah. decisions that we make every day, you yeah, know? Definitely. definitely, for sure, um, for sure. So now I know you're busy and you have another project as well. Uh, with the clothing line. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit about that one. Oh, so, like, uh, yeah, I started it, like, we, like, I think it came out, the idea was, like, I think it came, we had the idea, like, in 2009, 2010. But we always wanted to, like, do clothes because we liked clothes and, like, mm-hmm. we wanted to look fresh and, like, um, yeah, just create our own thing. So... Mm-hmm. I think, okay, I'm going to put it like this, like, because I think this is important. So 
I feel like my goal in life is just like to master the art of storytelling. So okay. whether it's like, and I want to use all medium, like all like different platforms or like way to like tell my stories, whether it be clothes, whether it be music. I want to get into films too later on, but I oh, think wow. that's going to mm-hmm. be the, the last part. But like, yeah, it's just like, for me, it's like to master the art of storytelling and just like, because I feel like that's the only way to like leave a legacy in this world and just also mm-hmm. like, that's where that's when you also push yourself to know yourself best, you know, like you really like dig deep to like find out who you are and like, people actually will know exactly who you are. So like, I feel like you're in control of your own destiny. Like you create your own narrative and like, that's what like excite me and just like, me. like that's what I want to do. So I feel like the closing part is also part of my vision too. And okay. I feel uh, like I always wanted to have like my own clothesline because like I wanted to have like something that like create clothes and like build a story around it. But mm-hmm. yeah, the closing line is called Mommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mommy means king in like Kiwundi and Kinyaranda. Kinyaranda. Yeah, I love that name. I was like, <laughs> yes, I want this in Miami too. You know? yeah. And the idea was it like we always would, would draft like different names from like different parts of Africa because they're from, they're, my partners are from Senegal. So mm-hmm. they have found other words, but like, I don't know why they resonate with mommy. Yeah. And the reason why I chose, like, I gave that name is because I wanted something that, like, I asked myself, like, what do we aspire to be? And, like I said, we aspire to be kings, you know? Yeah. Kings in a sense, not in the sense of, like, having, ruling a nation or a kingdom or, like, something like that. I feel like Mm -hmm. the kingdom is, like, your body. So, like, as soon as you control, like, your whole body, like, and you, like, control your thoughts and, like, know exactly who you are, then you become a king, you know? Yeah. And that's where we aspire to be. And I feel like with those clothes, it's, like, sharing, like, our influences. Like, the same way I approach music, that's how we approach, like, I guess, the clothes. Mm-hmm. Because my partner, he's, like, an artist, like, a visual artist more. Like, mm-hmm. he paints and do sculptures and... Like, he's good at photography and videos, too. That's And awesome. the other is, like, also a producer. So, like, it's kind of the same way we approach, like, our art is the same way we approach the clothes. Mm. So it's a mix of, yeah. Do you sell them in Canada? Not yet, right? Not yet, not yet. Because, okay. like, we, we're trying to produce and, like, produce more so that we can ship, like, worldwide. Because, like, right now we're just, like, doing limited quantity and like it's kind of hard to like just produce like for like shipping worldwide yeah yeah no yeah retail is not an easy world huh? like producing no, no. and then finding the right quality finding the workforce yeah. and find and then pricing it uh, appropriately you know yeah, yeah so that you, people can still like buy it and afford it yeah but, but everybody's on the quality. Yeah, everybody is on their own journey, and I know at some point, like, everything will come together. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm so excited for you, man. I can't (laughs) wait to see it all come together. You know, like, I know you're working hard on it, and and working hard on, like, your EP, and 
just like I think because I've known you for a few years now, sort of seeing the growth and the evolution, it's sort of like, oh my god, what next? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's always fun. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like scary, but at the same time, it's so exciting. I don't know. Yeah, but I think uh, like you said, at the end of the day, it's you want to leave a legacy and you want to know that you did what you could do in this world and, and you left your own mark, right? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, like I don't, I don't want to have, ways. I want to be like a great father and then I can't be a father and like my kid is telling me like he wants to do that and I'll be like, you can do anything in the world. You didn't even try, you know? So mm. I'm like, nah, I can't accept that. Like if I have to tell my kid, yeah, you can do anything. Like I have to really believe it and make him believe it, you know? Okay, and that's like, okay. That's okay. like, I can't accept that. Like I have to be like, at least I tried yeah. to do. And if I come, like, I don't know, like, I feel like if you accomplish like everything you dream, like you free everybody around you, like everybody that ever had a dream would be like, yo, Landry did it. Like I knew yeah. him, like he was like doing that and uh, now he made it happen. So like everybody yeah. around you just becomes like so inspired and just go on with like whatever they want to do. So that's the goal. Like, I just feel like. I was fortunate enough to have, like, all the privileges given by my parents. And now mm-hmm. it's, like, about, like, doing what's best, what I think I can do best in the world and just hopefully inspire others to do the same, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So how do you find time to do all of this? You know? How do you find time? hmm The time, like... <laughs> that's the only thing that's your like that's your job that's your like everything so like you have to find time because that's what you want to do so like <laughs> so you create you compromise on other things <laughs> yeah you find the time and then the only problem is when you're not inspired where like that becomes a struggle like when oh. you have no ideas and like when you have like you in drought like that's the hard part but uh, if you're inspired um you're gonna find the time <laughs> <laughs> Like you, it's not hard. Like if that's what you want to do, then you will find time. Definitely, definitely. It depends on what's your priority, you know. Yeah, that's so true. No, it's so funny because the way you were like, "What time? Time is not my problem." Yeah, time, <laughs> is, not not a, time is not a problem. But when at you all. talk to a lot of people, time, they're like, "Well, I can't do this because I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time." But I think that, like you yeah. said, maybe it's a question of prioritizing and and knowing what you want to focus on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like I feel like a lot of people like it's not. Like you say, I think it's not that priority. And yeah. at the end of the day, like, without art, like, I don't feel anything. Like, the mm. world, like, is so boring. It's so, like, depressing and, like, just so bad. But, like, with art, like, it's like a product of your imagination. So everything you want mm. in the world or, like, feel like is needed, you can mm-hmm. create it with your art, you know? Yeah. And that's how you feel, fill up, like, every emptiness or any bad moments that you have. That's how you like cope with it. Because or else I, I'm like, yo, I'd rather be dead, you know, basically, because like there's nothing in the world the world has to offer. So I'm like, I'm good, yeah. Okay, so, makes it sense. De- it depends on what's your priority. So mm-hmm. yeah, I understand that people, some other people, they feel like they don't have time because like they they actually have like a job that's like keeping demanding. Them. Yeah, that's demanding and keeping them busy. So, yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah. So where do you draw your inspiration from? You said that sometimes you just don't feel inspired. So what usually 
helps you get inspired? Conversations with people. Mm. I watch a lot of like films, interviews, just like looking, studying other people, you know, like how they made it happen and how they like build the certain songs or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And also like just listening to music and just, yeah, sometimes you'll come across a song and be like, ooh, yeah. this one is special and it'll give you an idea for a song or a beat or a sample. And so that can come for, but I think the most duration comes mostly from conversation, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then, so with all of this going on, what's next? Where do you see yourself in like five years? So uh, now that I have like my monthly party called Kuza, like I'm mm-hmm. going to do that for every month. And then when I release the like original music, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Kuza is like a collective because like it's not only me, it's like the, every artist that I'm working with, like they're part of also Kuza. Oh, wow, nice. So mm-hmm. the goal is to, like, everybody dropping original music. Mm-hmm. And most of it, like, will be executive produced by me, you know? So, like, that's the goal. So, like, if everybody drops their original product this year, yeah. Um, next year, like, if everybody is, like, happy with, like, what we did and, like, the response are good, I want it to become a label. Yeah. That that way, like we can, I can help like other artists and just have like a medium to like release music from like people that I appreciate or I think that are super talented, you know? Yeah, yeah. And when I do that, like I want to go on tour. Like if when I have my original music and I produce my release my own music, the goal is to be able to showcase it to the world. So like travel around the world and showcase my music. Yeah. So that's like in five years. So yeah, I'm hoping to have a label, go on tour, having mommy being shipped worldwide. And next thing in, in five years, I'll start thinking about like owning, like uh, I would like to have like some sort of venue where I can have everything together. Yeah, I can like showcase the music, the art, and have people eat, drink there too. So like, I don't know yeah. where I'm gonna build that, but at least uh, I'm not thinking about it now. But that'll be the uh, goal for sure that I'll be thinking about in the next five years. Yeah. So, yeah. So, wow, yeah. I'm so excited! I wish you like the best of luck with all of these. They're like huge, huge goals, you know. Well, yeah, they're, they're, definitely they're, attainable. But yeah, I think definitely it's possible and we'll see how it goes, you know. Yep. Where there is a will, there is a way. Yeah. Yeah. What would you have told your younger self? So let's say so, your young so like let's say you ten years ago when you were first starting or your fifteen year old rebellious self. What would you have told yourself? Trust your instincts. Okay. Like, trust your instinct and, yeah, just trust your feels, you know? Like, when you're feeling something, just do it. Don't be thinking, oh, my my parents will be pissed or, like, they will be, like, they will not, like, be proud of me or, like, they will not be, like... Like, just society is not... Just don't believe in whatever society tells you. Just believe in what you have in your heart and whatever you feel, just do it, you know? Yeah. 
too. Yeah, and, and I think that's so important because technically you have gone such a different field from what we are expected <laughs> to do. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, so I think that, and I'm sure that was not easy at first to explain and convince, you know, no, that this be, was the right path. It wasn't hard for me because, like, I'm just not a person that expressed myself. So, like, my parents didn't know, like, I wanted to do it. It's just, like, I didn't, I didn't like, voice my opinion. It's just, like, mm. I would just shut up and just keep do it, it to myself yeah. and just do things, which is bad, but because they would have accepted it if I voiced my opinion. Mm. But I didn't voice anything, you know? I just shut up and just do whatever I had to do, but... yeah. If I had voices, my opinion, like, I feel like they, they would have definitely supported me. And it's just that I was so convinced that, like, it wasn't, I'm not ready to do it. So oh, I didn't push okay. myself. Okay. So maybe by sharing it earlier, then maybe you would have had even more support than you thought you had. Yeah, definitely. I feel like if I shared it mm. earlier, like... A lot. Like, really, when I told the teacher, like, at 15, like, I should have went and told my dad, that's really what I want to do. And, like, the whole family would be, like, making sure that, like, I stay focused on that, you know? Mm. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, because, like, I definitely feel like they would have supported me, like, as since I was a kid. But I yeah. was just, like, uh, I was like, nah. It's you're like nah. Everybody around you is like trying to inspire to do different things, and like it's yeah. not really. And you're like nah. How am I gonna do that? And I'm like, so you just give up. Yeah, and I think I think it's something that is a disservice to ourselves, but I think we're starting to get better at it because we see more Africans doing it. Like it's more acceptable now, you know. And so I feel like if somebody came to me and was like, oh, I want to be a DJ or I want to be a producer, now you're like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, go do it. Like, good luck, all of this. Whereas before you were like, what do you mean? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that is not a path, you know? But, yeah, yeah. but no, I'm definitely excited for you. And obviously you have a lot of on your hands and a lot of different projects going on. Yeah. So it's all going to build into something greater. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, 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 for sure. Yeah. So where can we find you the uh, internet? So it's on every social media is Kigaland, so K-I-G-A-L-A-N-D. Mm-hmm. And I think also on Mixcloud is, yeah, it's Kigaland too. Everywhere is just Kigaland. And so Mixcloud, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, yeah Facebook, Twitter. Oh, you do Twitter too? I don't have you on Twitter, but I don't have Twitter. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't use it, but like, I don't it's use there. it as much. Yeah, yeah. But it's there, you know? Like, especially when a new song comes out, like, I, I want to see people's reaction on Twitter. So I always go mm-hmm. check it out. Yeah. And uh, you said you have a website too? Yeah, I'm working on it. So it will be okay. Kigaland too. So everywhere okay. is going to be just Kigaland. Everywhere is Kigaland. And how. Can I help you or anybody who listens yeah. to the show? The only way to help is just love and encouragement. It's just like, that's all I need. Like, that's all I need. Like, people just saying, yo, I appreciate what you do. I just giving like constructive criticism. Like, I think yeah. you should do better on this or that. Like, I just don't want people to say, yo, I fucking hate what you do. Or like, yeah, I hate what you do. It's, 
if you're not like giving me like how I can be better, just yeah, you know? mm-hmm. it's like a, what do you not like and like what would resonate more for you rather than yeah. just yeah, just, dislike yeah. and just anger and that doesn't yeah. really serve you and help yeah. you in any way. Yeah, um, so any final. Yeah, yeah, just love and encouragement. Yeah, that's all I need. Like people saying, I love what you do and like keep going. Yeah. And if they like what they do, they share with their friends, they share with the people they're around. And that's all I need. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, any final words? Thoughts? Yeah. Um, final word. May you all be free. That's all I say. And find peace. That's it. I love that. May we all be free and find <laughs> peace. Man, fighting peace is not easy, huh? <laughs> no, it's very, 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 very hard. There's too much noise in there. Yo, trust me. <laughs> so, uh, I am very guilty of that. So. <laughs> so finding peace is, like, very important. But I think you, hopefully you reach a point where, like, you know, you're at peace. Yeah, that's true. That's the goal. That's the goal, like you said. Yeah. But, like, you know? I feel like people are at peace and kids. You know, and I I agree, actually. And you can sort of see, you see it, uh, I'm starting to see it with, like, my uncles and my parents. They've just gotten to a point where they're just like, ah, it's life, you know? <laughs> and, yeah, definitely. Uh, and children, too, of course, because they don't know better. And us, we're the ones here stressing out, thinking it's the end of the world when yeah. something happens. Yeah, you definitely. Know? Rather than sort of learning how to take it in stride. Yeah. And uh, I like, wanted to wish you all the practice. best for your podcast. And I hope you oh. like amazing people have conversations that change your life. That makes you find your freedom and your peace. Thank you. So, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for sticking with me and sharing all your insights and yeah. knowledge about your music and your artistry you know yeah all right no worries thank you very much for having me and i uh, hope i'll see you at cruiser one day yes when yeah. i come to toronto yeah what did you think of the conversation that you just heard don't hesitate to leave us comments on the facebook group or on the website jazaligmar.com as the old adage goes, sharing is caring. So if you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends, like and subscribe. Until next time, keep striving, keep thriving and keep shining.